The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Welcome to the I Am Independent podcast. We love to bring you stories and experience from loads of different artists. And as you've probably gathered by now, there's no one way of doing things. There is certainly no formula in music. Um, but we're always really inspired when we hear different people's journeys. And today, our guest on the podcast is an amazing singer-songwriter and creative called Abby Mare. She's got new music out, which uh, hopefully we can play you a bit of as well uh, on the podcast today. But certainly we'll ask you to check it out. But she's also really carved a career for herself in music she's thought outside of the box sometimes out of necessity but found a real love um, in other areas that perhaps she didn't uh, think she would in the past I'm not going to put words into her mouth we will let her tell her own story but her name is Abby Morrow you're going to learn loads um, from her wisdom and you will certainly be turned into a fan when you hear her music as well so sit back and enjoy Baby. Thanks for coming to talk to us. Like we we always love to talk to you and we love your music, we love your journey. Oh, thank so you. it's actually our privilege having you. Yeah. I'm like a genuine fan, yeah, as I always say. We always meet really randomly, don't we, in the street? Yes, for coffees. Do. Yeah. yeah. Loads of times that's yeah. happened to us. And then yes, we're like, Shall we have a coffee now? Yeah. <laughs> and I always am like a bit probably I mean, a bit like, I like the recipe, she's a bit weird. So I'm like, I'm actually a fan. I'm actually a fan. I actually love your music. Yeah, I get it. Okay. And for me, like, I've obviously, obviously learned about music for so long, but I remember back in the day when I had like my first EP that yeah. like, I'm trying to get taken offline. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not for public consumption anymore. Um, and it's still up there for a little while, people. Um, but you um, supported me then. And that was the first time I think I heard you live because I was a fan before, but I'd heard you live and everybody still talks about who was there still talks about like oh, wow. yeah you're for Abby Mara she was great you just came with a good thing it was so beautiful oh, wow that was, a, that was a great night G I loved that and I loved seeing you and I, I loved that EP man it's funny they're trying to get it taken I love it I love that I don't think you should I think it's like you it's know when story. We, we find a diary an old entry that we're embarrassed yeah, of but yeah. like, no, that's how I felt at the time it's genuine yeah. I mean at least off streaming platforms if it can stay on iTunes fine if people want to buy and we just love to talk about like your journey and yeah like why do you love music and why are you into it um i love music why do i love music music was always part of our house i guess so we always but not in terms of like the way that i hear other people talk about it because a lot of people say like their parents played like loads of like stevie wonder and all this sort of thing but literally my mum likes silence do you know what I mean like she loves silence my dad played a lot of mm-hmm. kind of weird like not sorry I shouldn't say weird music people might love this but he played a lot of like Celine Dion which is cool um Abba <laughs> you like yeah, yeah I'm gonna love that stuff um, really? he loved, like, yeah he loved wow. like um Elton John wow. um uh he also loved stuff like a lot of amazing Congolese music mm-hmm. which we'd always grow up with which was kind of amazing to have such a kind of a weird combination yeah. of music and my mum but my mum loved quite a lot of like like Billie Holiday stuff like that but she never really played it quite a lot of jazz that she liked but she didn't really play it a lot um, but the one thing both of them did all the time was sing so they would sing mm. through everything so my mum would sing to wake us up she'd sing to put us to bed she'd, we'd sing to, to eat together we'd sing Grace all the time and my dad would always sing like it was just something that we did wow. and so as a family we just all sang 
And, um, and I think my mum probably put the thing in me to want to write because when we when we were really young, um, we would like sing like chart songs. And my mum wouldn't like it because we like they would be like inappropriate sort of thing. You yeah. know, you'd be singing about like sex and you're five yeah. years old. <laughs> and so my mum would be like, oh, you know, you can sing it but change the words and so we'd always come with these like chart songs exactly the same tunes but the words would be different That's so cute. And, um, and that was a real ownership like I realized mm. that I could write you know I could I could have agency like yeah. creative um I was really empowered to be able to be like oh I can I can change yeah. the words to a song like, I can write my own song so from that I just wrote I used to love writing so like I used to write loads of poems and yeah that was kind of the the first way that I fell in love with music because I realised that I didn't have to borrow someone else's expression but I could create my own. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm gonna do it with my kids. That's such a great <laughs> idea. I think I'm not sure it's too late with my son. But I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, you went and studied music. So yeah. had you already made the choice quite early on, this I want a career out of this. How did that side of it you know when we're growing up we have an idea about what we want to do, but often when we choose to study that's when we start to think is this something that could yeah, yeah. be my, my life's thing? Yeah, I, I feel like I was quite late in the game because, like I said, we didn't grow up with any kind of music sort of, like, studying or, like, like I, I played a bit of trumpet when I was younger, but then but then we didn't have enough money to continue the lessons, so I stopped playing trumpet. And I, and I really always felt that I didn't, I didn't have, like, a musical, a formal musical education. And it was only when I was, um, uh, like, about, I think I was 17 or 18... I, I, I decided to do um, performing arts at college and um, and and I was like yeah because I was always like I was a dancer I love dancing that's oh. what I did so I did loads of dancing when I was young I did mm. loads of um, um, dance classes and I really wanted to get into the Brits and stuff like that for dance mm. so I loved dancing and um, I, w- I, w- I was like sure that I was going to be a dancer and then when I did performing arts at college um, I kind of found a bit of my voice and I was like oh okay I can kind of sing and then I spoke to actually Anna, Anna on Mackinac, yeah, who one day she met, she, I just met her at a barbecue, like randomly, this is amazing um, singer. And she just, she told me that she'd been studying at Berkeley College of Music in, in Boston in the States. And I knew nothing of this place, you know, and I, only when I went and Googled it, I realised it was like incredible and had a massive legacy and, and a huge history of musicians who'd gone there. Um, and... I didn't realise you could study music. If it sounds really ridiculous, but I didn't realise you could study music. And I actually did GCSE music, and my teacher said to me, "You won't be able to do any music. So if I you, I just quit." Um, and I was like, "Okay." Encouraging. And that's why I did performing arts and not music, um, because I was like, "Oh, I can't do it." Um, so I, I didn't have like I wasn't like really saddened by it. I just thought that's not for me, and I want to dance anyway. But then when she, when I spoke to this to, to Anna, she just said, "You know, you should consider studying music." And I was like, "I'd never really considered it." Um, and also music was something that you did you didn't necessarily study it mm. like in kind of like the people that I knew you didn't really study music but um, but because I, I applied for um, Berkeley I didn't get in and I did this um, audition in Paris and it was like really exciting and I didn't get in I was like so mm. upset um, but I thought if I applied to somewhere in the States let me apply for somewhere in the UK and my first choice was, was Goldsmiths because I'd heard like it was an incredible place to study music at and um, randomly, because I didn't have like any A levels or anything like that in music, I got a audition and I and I and I went in, and then I, I and I got a place there. Wow. So I was really like, it was all really, it was quite random. I'd yeah. never, my voice hadn't ever been trained. Like yeah. everyone who I was starting with, it felt to me like they had a lot more experience than me. They were always like, however many steps ahead. Hadn't really done any gigs. 
you know, like everything was fresh. And I was there and I felt like I was, for me, I, I found it incredible. Because I just learned from them. And like, I thought I was diverse because I listened to like Kirk Franklin and like, I don't know, um, <laughs> TLC. I thought that was diverse, you know? And then it was like, wow. <laughs> There's a whole world. There's a whole world. And, they, and you know, a lot of these, I, I learnt so much. And, and it also it suited me. It was quite an mm. academic course because you looked at stuff like um, ethnomusicology and you looked at how do people receive music um, differently if they say mm. listening to it in their headphones or listening to it if they're in a bar or, you know, oh, like, wow. or how does culture affect music and how does music affect culture. And for me, that was perfect because I'm kind of like that. Mm. I like digging a bit to find out kind of what should um, affect my performance. So I, I loved it. And um, and yeah, and so, and so from that, I, I made a lot of friends and a lot of contacts who I kind of got my first jobs from when I came out of uni. Yeah. So, yeah. And so what you, if you look back now and you look at your career, then you look at your career now, I don't know what I'm trying to say. If you look at your career now, how do you think that Goldsmiths has helped it or like shaped your trajectory or just even you as a musician? I think it's probably mainly shaped me as a musician massively um it helped me to get good jobs like when I first came out I got some cool session gigs mm. and some really like quite high, pro- high profile se- um, session stuff which mm. was great but actually that stuff doesn't necessarily lead to mm. um you being able to push your own music mm. you know you have to be quite strategic if you want to do that um but in, in terms of, so for in, in my actual career, I'm not sure if it's, if it, like I, I always say to people, you know, if you want to do music, you don't have to study it, mm-hmm. you know, just do it, you know, and it, but if you want to study it, cool, but that won't necessarily get you a job yeah. for, for, or help you to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't help me necessarily long term to make money out of it. What it did help me with was long term. It really shaped me as an artist. Like I understood myself because mm-hmm. I was writing you know, I had to write, whether I liked it or not, I had to write essays about things to do with intention or mm-hmm. if things were deliberate or looking, studying artists and looking at them and thinking, why why did they choose to fade out that song, at the, you know, rather than right. a full stop? Yeah. What, did, what, did it, what did it do to me as a listener? Yeah. And just kind of analysing things from just, you know, not like crazy deep, but just what you do if you just had a bit of, if you had three years mm-hmm. to kind of study something, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go you have to think about it a bit more and I think those things were massive for me because I don't think I would have done that if I had not studied it Absolutely. or, or be, and like even songwriting I remember we did a songwriting I did a songwriting module and it was like I was like you can't teach me how to songwrite I was like it's crazy I was like <laughs> I was like you can't do this and then I was like oh wow no but you can put people in a space where they're more easily able to to create right. and that's a massive gift and now that's kind of what I do <laughs> so I was like that was massive for me because there's certain things I didn't think I thought music was quite instinctive mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like and I came from a background that music was instinctive it was kind of in the blood mm-hmm. rather than being kind of taught things and so um and it also really helped me with my musical language because I, I studied jazz and I studied language of jazz and I was really scared about that because mm. I, I really had, you know, trouble. And kind of, I guess, I, an, an insecurity that you always carry, I think, probably, if you weren't brought up in a very traditional kind of musical mm. um, educational kind of system from when you're like five or whatever. Um, but I, I really worked hard to overcome my fears and to really embrace trying to learn more about musical language to be able to talk to people more so do you think songwriting 
can be taught. Yes, I do. Really? Like, to be, like, a great... Like, someone who can write for other people and be great? Um, I think it's so subjective, is that yeah. the word? So, do you know it, what I mean? I know. So, it's, it's kind it, of like... It's, it's a big question. You know, who's that. a good yeah. songwriter? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, Lots I know who I love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I guess it's it's so personal. But I, I totally think that the same way as... I think sometimes music is created as this big mysterious thing. Mm. And I do think you do meet people who just have something and it's like you can't teach that. And you do you do recognise in other people, wow, they've, they've got something instinctive that I don't think they've learnt. I think it's something that's been given to them. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. But there's also this ability to... I've also met people who they've worked really hard mm. and you can see that they started kind of in one place and then over a few years of working really hard and building that muscle... Yeah. they've just yeah. they've just excelled and and I think um mm. we forget that even the voice the voice is a muscle and it's like if you if you use it and you practice and you continue to push it and and get the right training you, it can be it can be incredible and you can do things you couldn't do before mm. Mm. um and the same way I think with songwriting and literature because it's like literature it's like the more you know you speak to amazing writers of literature and that they'll be like they have to read loads of books they have mm. to write every day they have to feed themselves with knowledge they don't just suddenly yeah you know right, yeah so I think there's I think there's I do think there's a balance I do think talent has mm. a part to play but I also and in, and being instinctive mm. but I also think um you can really teach people how to get to a place of creativity to yeah. open up something yeah. they didn't know was there yeah that's cool you mentioned that you worked really hard to overcome some fears that could have potentially held yeah. you back and we get a lot of artists that contact us and ultimately in life it's the it's not always lack of talent or yeah. lack of other things that hold us back. It's actually what we feel about ourselves and our talent. Um, would you mind talking about some of those fears because I'm sure they're common to a lot of artists yeah. and how you um, dealt with them. them? Yeah, I think one of my fears is just kind of like you know feeling like this is imposter vibe mm. where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so not worthy to be here. And I think definitely because especially in music, it can be weird because. There's um, uh, there's definitely different schools. People who come from kind of different schools of 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 music, and kind of people have come from a classical background, or people mm. have come from like a very jazz background, or people have come from like a kind of gospel kind of route. Mm. Or and I felt like I didn't necessarily fit into any of those completely. Mm. Um, and I also felt that I had quite a a musical instinct that I knew what I wanted quite clearly like and so when I was like working with bands and stuff I wasn't kind of willing just to go with what people who who probably who are who I kind of felt knew better than me do you know what I mean because they were more musically um able in in a way I don't know how to put that in another way musically um what's the word versed do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah yeah but I kind of I've always had very strong instincts about how things that I do should sound or not sound like and that they've always just been in me and I haven't been able to kind of silence them I've always wanted to try and express them and so I think um but definitely feeling like I remember I had I had some uh, I had some rehearsals my first rehearsals with a band where I, I didn't know what how you rehearse with a band you know like I was a singer who just I did some stuff I you know I played a little bit of piano by ear and I remember I just I just sang them my song you know and they were just kind of like okay <laughs> And I was like, yeah, so do you want to do something with that? And then it's like, uh, and I remember um, someone said to me, took me aside and said, you know, if we do something to this, we're going to we're gonna own some of the song, just so you know that, like, because we're writing the chords, or we're writing this, we're writing that. 
and and I was like, oh, but I've like, but I've written it and I've written a melody, and, and in my head I could kind of hear yeah. how it should go, but I just had no way to express mm. that, and and I remember feeling really, really frustrated, like so frustrated mm. because it it just wasn't available to me, mm. and I had to work in it. So I had to, so for me, a, a really good way to, to work to start with was collaboratively, and that was my way out. So it was like, okay, so I might not be able to tell you what to play, but to be honest, if you're an amazing bassist or you're an amazing pianist, you're an amazing guitarist, maybe actually I'll just use your excellence and we'll, we'll be excellent together. Yeah. Um, and so the same way as you, you're not necessarily writing any lyrics, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I saw it as a way to be powerful together. Mm. So to, to collaborate was my way out. Um, I think sometimes that became a bit of a... Uh, a place to hide mm. so I think that's why I picked up the guitar later on because I wanted to hear what I sounded like without anyone's yeah. voice mm. apart from mine mm. so and then I was like is it good enough and I thought you know what this is all right like I like it um and and then I can you know I can take that to then someone and to a band and then we can work on it but it's come from very much my harmonic voice yeah. and that was really important to me but yeah. to start with collaboration was like amazing and I learned so much from my collaborators who were so so mm. good to me mm. you know like mm. people you know they didn't make me feel I think a lot of the things that I felt were coming from my own insecurities rather than what other people would put on me mm. right um a lot of the people I worked with were just mad yeah. like supportive so finding trying to find great collaborators and it's not you know often artists are trying to work with big names or somebody you know who can help them further but you kind of found great collaborators collaborators who were your peers yes and and, yeah. and, and grow together exactly and i think uni actually was massive mm. for that mm. that was the main thing so was that it was massive for finding collaborators because all because all of those those guys to start with were I got I knew them through uni or through someone at uni who knew that person and we just used to like rehearse all the time and now I think about like how much we would get together it was just beautiful yeah. you know and that's why we could kind of play as one because we just always you know eat and breathe and live the music together um which was a really special time yeah. and I think um finding people who believe in you because even if I actually worked with people who I still think are like some I think they're the most, you know, incredible musicians. But even if you don't have that access, if even if they're not the most incredible musicians, I think someone's belief in you is is more mm. than someone's ability sometimes. Mm. Because actually, that's what I felt from them was that they believed in me. They're willing to be patient with me. They're willing to do things slower. They're willing for me to say, no, that's not that's not what where we're going. I can't explain to you where this should go, but that's not where it is. Mm. We need to work harder and try again. Mm. Like people, who, but if people believe in you, they'll do that. Yeah. And and then and then it empowers you to be able to lead them. So I think for me, I've really found my voice more um, working with people who believed in me. Not necessarily because they were also incredible, but I think sometimes if you're worried about oh, there's no one around me who plays amazing. Do you know what I mean? If they believe in you, I think you can get somewhere because yeah. you can grow together. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's mm. like striving to be better. Yeah. So you've had this education and it's it's like helped you so much as an artist, but it's also sound like it's helped you to build what you call like a portfolio career. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting for us. Um, to We'd love to talk about it because... You know, being an artist, we say, is a lot about being an entrepreneur as well and being able to sustain yourself. And you've been able to sustain yourself with your gift, but not mm. n not only as 
a solo artist or an artist putting out music you've like you used it in edu- now you've ha- been educated you've used it to educate yeah, yeah. and it'd be great to hear about how you've like leveraged your your gift in that way yeah and maybe if you could just start by telling us how it started out as I know mm, um from what I remember from conversation with you it's not necessarily something that you're like I want to do this it's yeah, more yeah, yeah. out of necessity but now you love it don't you and there's yeah, a whole yeah. it's opened up an avenue to you that originally was necessity but you found hugely fulfilling yeah it was so I start. I basically just did not want to do any form of teaching <laughs> when I came out of uni, and I remember going to a teacher, a lecturer, and being kind of like crying. I think I was like crying. I was like, "What am I going to do when I come out?" Because I was like, "I've got, you know, I've got to pay rent. I've got bills. I've got this. I've got that." And I just remember feeling really scared because I, I just didn't know what to do. Um, and then I started doing session stuff, and I found that it didn't, it didn't, it didn't vibe with me. Like it just didn't. Like I found that. Um, it's you know it's okay I, and, and and like I'm I'm up for, I'm still up for like bits of sessions work but in terms of doing that as as a main way just to um, support my work my my artistry I just found it kind of I don't know like quite a lot because you kind of be away from home a lot yeah um, you would be traveling a lot you'd be singing someone else's songs yeah you'd be with people that were kind of strangers <clears throat> that you'd, you'd get to know but you know. You're, I, I'm, I'm kind of a home girl. Like I love, yeah. I love. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I love being where my family is. I love being where my friends are, um, unless there's a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. if it, unless there's like my music would be a good enough reason to be touring yeah. the world. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a big enough <laughs> you know, reason. Yeah, to make the yeah. I felt like for me it wasn't, yeah. um, and I and and also I found it quite. Um, also I found it also quite hard mm. because my voice. My voice has always been a voice that is that kind of interests people, but it's quite um, it's quite specific. It's not it's not the kind of voice that can blend really easily. I was going to um, say that. Um, yeah, and I think uh, there's I, I I can identify that. But I, I was going to say your voice is so unique for you to um, like back up a lot of different people. It, it, you'd have to be able to shape it into a, t- a certain place, like yeah. not like take out a lot of its uniqueness to yeah. fit. Yeah, I'd always uh, yeah. describe you as a, a lead singer, whereas you yeah. get some singers who the whole thing of being a, a great backing vocalist to be able to your voice is chameleon. It's such a skill. It's such a skill. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of the session the session stuff that I did was was lead vocals, so it wasn't yeah, backing yeah, vocals. Yeah. But that also is different because there's less. Um, I don't know what the word is, but I, I feel like it's license. Um, yeah, you, you're singing you're, exactly. So you're kind of singing someone else's songs in a certain way. So I, I was often, I felt like I was chosen for that. So because I had a unique tone, because I had a unique voice, I, it, it would be like, oh, that's cool. So you can you can do lead vocals for this, but it just didn't thrill me. I think that's the main thing. It didn't yeah. thrill me, and I, I also felt like it takes a lot of precious time away from you developing your own voice for your own work. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I t- and you, you know, yeah, 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 and that's totally for me. And I know other people who I think have carved out. And Incredible careers um, through through doing session um, work, and I think it's incredible. I also think my voice never felt agile enough to be able to to, to do all the things that I wanted it to do that an amazing session singer can do. Um, and and so I, I worked a lot on my voice. I had a lot of problems with my voice, like um, physiologically, I had a lot of speech therapy things that mm. my voice isn't quite um, as, as straightforward as, as, as some other voices. So I had to work through a lot. And in that, I found out a lot about my voice, which actually really fueled me to want to tell more people and kind of help people a little bit through my teaching. Because I had some um, 
some voice tutors who weren't didn't understand my voice mm-hmm. and right. kind of thought, oh, but it's here and here, but then what's this? And it was only through a lot of speech therapy and um, working things out and going to hospitals and kind of looking at my vocal cords and finding out, oh, this is interesting. Physiologically, it's, it's um, you know, I, I do things slightly differently. And so that gives me an edge because it makes me different. But it also it also means that I can't necessarily, I'm not the best candidate for, for session stuff necessarily. Because <laughs> you've got to go everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, and it's like, oh, I can't really do that. So like, well, you know, so you're kind of. I wonder how many so. artists are without that knowledge discouraged, just thinking, yeah. I can't do that. Rather than it's a little bit like when I'm women, women in particular like discouraged, thinking, oh, I can't do all those yeah. things. But I yeah, can do what I do. And but I like, always oh. liken it to like you know how there's some things about our bodies that we will not get. You can look at one body, but yeah. because of how you're built no matter what diet yeah, exercise yeah, is, you're, you're not, not going to yeah. get that body. So you've got to make friends with your body. Exactly. But sometimes we just reject our body because yeah. it's not that body mm. that everyone likes or yes. I like was like that. And I feel like artists, singers can do... My sister, who's a vocal coach, talks about this. Yeah. Sometimes it's so important to make friends with what your voice is. Yes. In the same way that an artist has exactly. to identify who they are and stay in their lane. Because if we're constantly comparing it to somebody that you just physically cannot do... It's massive. It's yeah. massive. And I think that's where the voice is so different because it's like you don't compare a saxophone to a piano. Mm. Yeah. And I think with the voice, you literally... Um, sometimes it's like you've got a saxophone, you've got a piano. Like, you've got yeah. very different voices. Yeah. And, um, and I think... Part of my my learning through teaching and through workshops um, as well has been understanding my voice and accepting it and being able to also help people with different voices maybe uh, maybe understand their voice a little bit mm-hmm. um, not massively because I'm I'm I, I, something that I feel quite strongly about is like I I, I really rate people who go and study the voice mm-hmm. and physiology and all of that to to, to then coach someone mm. so I, I I wouldn't you know I don't call myself a vocal coach at all but I know that I know my voice very well yeah. and I've been able to prevent a lot of um issues be- because I've gone to the right people and sought and paid a lot of money sometimes <laughs> to get the right help um but yeah but I think for me going back to the question about the workshops it was not something that I wanted to do but I found that I needed to make money mm. my music wasn't making enough money mm. and I needed and I didn't want to um work full-time in an office or something. Mm. Although I kind of tried. Like, I tried, like, yeah. <laughs> I just never, no one ever get back we, to me. We, we tried all the things. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no one's getting back to you. And so uh, I think my, my, my big thing was the realisation about workshops, which was different from teaching for me. So I didn't mm. want to teach in schools. I didn't want to, you know, um, do that side of things. But workshops are so different because you can be an artist and you can be yourself and you can bring what you have learned mm. and then you can create a, like kind of bespoke workshops for mm. that mm. and you can invite people who'd be interested in that mm. and people who are coming are not there because they have to be they're there because usually they've either um, applied to be or they've been advised to be or you know all these things um, and also I just found that in my life music is one of the main ways that I naturally processed yeah. like my issues yeah, you work stuff out yeah. Like, yeah and a lot of the workshops that I do now um um are for specifically for people who might just need that, who might need to, they're incredibly talented, but they might not be in education, employment or training and they've had a hard life and they need to kind of find a way to, you know, you, you, to, music is their way of being able to um, express themselves. And so that really worked for me because I was like, yeah, I, I think community-wise that makes so much sense because mm. I think artists in the community should be side by side. It yeah. shouldn't be this massive gap. Um, it shouldn't all all just be about 
the furtherance of our sort of personal yeah. fame mm. or whatever that thing yeah. is that um, music or artists what it looks like that's what other people look at you like they're like okay how's it going now where, where are you going with yeah. it whereas actually there's like height but there's depth as well to yeah. our journey so like in terms of your portfolio career and your teacher career like what is like no year's typical but say what does the, does the last year look like in terms of the different sorts of workshops and stuff that you've done like yeah. and you do yeah so yeah this year's been a bit nuts so yeah because yeah it's yeah. good because there's more um so it's been lots of stuff so there's been stuff like um i've been working with multi-story orchestra who are residents in peckham levels mm-hmm. and they basically they're massive orchestra who um work with local schools in peckham and what i've been doing with them is going into schools um, and writing original songs with the young people. Mm-hmm. For, we did it with four different schools this year, um, and we wrote original songs with the young people, and then those songs get orchestrated, and then they perform those songs with a massive orchestra wow. in Peckham Levels. And it's just crazy, and we've done that also in Gloucester. We did it with four schools in Gloucester, and that was just incredible. And then I'll do other things, like at the Roundhouse. I work a lot at the Roundhouse, and we do stuff like um, bands. So we'll work with like quite young ones, like mm-hmm. 11... Um, 11 to kind of 14 year olds and we'll work with them to create original songs and then this year we've recorded them in the EMI studios in the Roundhouse mm. and then we'll have like a big kind of launch for it um, and then I'll do stuff like I work with um, Children in Care on Fridays in West London and we work on a band that we come to and basically we kind of with that group we just go straight in and as soon as we get there we've set the instruments up and we just jam mm. and then we develop um, from that we develop songs and we record them um, but I've also done stuff which has been really different for me this year. Um, I've been doing a lot of narrating and 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 hosting and um, singing in in some different, more classical based mm. um, performances. So I was at the Barbican um, in January, um, and that was singing a brand new uh, translation of an opera of a story that became an opera. So I was with um, London Symphony Orchestra. Might be Philharmonic. I always forget this one. It's so bad, isn't it? But it's the one that is a resident at um, Barbican. And I was basically doing a 20-minute monologue where I was acting and moving and singing. And it was like, it's amazing, just me and the orchestra. Um, and then I did something similar to that. I did a, a, an opera that some, some good friends of mine who are incredible, um, a composer and a librettist, wrote an opera um, for Shackleton, Ernest Shackleton. It's all about Ernest Shackleton and kind of like his his book called Endurance, which was all about how he um, tried to get um, to the South Pole. And it was just, just incredible. He tried to get to the South Pole first, but then, he tried to get, but then that was um, Antarctica is where he tried to get yeah. to. And it's just a real, so basically it's a story of failing well, you know, because actually he failed. But we all remember him because he brought back every crew member. And that was massive. So no one got lost. Mm. No one, no one got um, got um, lost their lives, mm. which was incredible. So it's a story of failing well. And so I I performed that, and I also performed that with um, a thousand kids who were singing. Um, and then I run like an old people's choir in Shoreditch. So um, and we write original songs with them, as well as as well as teaching them songs. We've got a, we've, we had a performance last week the weekend at part of their street party, and so we do kind of regular performances with them. So like completely, literally completely different yeah. stuff.
just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMR on YouTube or visit our website www.iamindependent.co.uk. How does, um, I mean, I can see, even just hearing you describe it, how that could be a hugely fulfilling and yeah, successful yeah. career. I know those things, they pay fairly well. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you manage to still sustain a focus on your own art, you as an artist? Because it would be easy to get yeah, sucked, sucked into, into, that into that and actually yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. And maybe not want to do that. Do yeah. you still do want to do both? You, obviously, you just released music. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know what I find? I find it funny when people say to me that they, they might not have heard my music and I'd be like, oh, do you still do music? And it's funny because it's like, I write, I write probably like, maybe like a hundred songs like every year or something with different people, you know, and, and including mine and including mm-hmm. theirs, mm-hmm. like with, with different groups. And I'm, I like, I sing ev- like more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. I play more than I ever have, like, you know, and it's, for me, music is so like, I think we box ourselves as artists sometimes or other artists, or even other people can box you and be like, when's your stuff coming out? Or when are you... And for me, I've I've been like massively creatively fulfilled in doing my stuff and kind of writing and doing workshops. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've never ever for the last five years I've done more than I ever have. Even though I've actually only released. Nobody would not. No, because it's true. It's true. Yeah, from the outside world, yeah. unless you're a friend or you talk to you offline, because yeah, 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 everything happens online. Yeah, and if it, you don't talk about it online yeah. that much, but yeah, it's true. But I kind of don't Which mind. Is, yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Good question. Why? Um, don't you oh, well, because I, you don't have to but why because everyone else does why don't you what, talk about like because like, people go what's happening with your music because they, cause from the outside world nobody really knows all a lot of the time what you are doing yeah yeah you're um, doing so much why I, do you not feel a need to go and talk because about I don't life? because I think because um, I think what I love about workshops is it's not about me and I love that, and that gives me a massive break from music, which mm. is kind of relentlessly mm. you. Yeah. And and actually, also, I believe in timing. Like, I don't, I don't think I know. I know that for, I know that it's not a good business model. But actually, for my heart, I quite enjoy the fact that sometimes we have seasons that are slightly quieter in in some in ways. Some so they're slightly dormant in like maybe shouting about. But in and then in other ways, sometimes they're really really um, full. And I and I enjoy the fact that I can kind of do my work, and also I work with a lot of people who I don't. It's it's always also you've got to be careful what you share mm. as well. Sometimes when you're working oh, with people, especially yeah. vulnerable people, yes. yeah. um, so you've got to be careful what you share and how you share it. Um, so when we think about yeah. um, like bringing us up to date, you've um, just released Buried, which is yeah. mesmerizing yeah. and yeah. stunning. What was your journey to going now? Like, now I'm going to release some You stuff. and I have spoken on and off over the years about your own music. You, Abby Mara, as the artist. And you're always working on things. But what made you now think, I want to put a track up now in my name as an artist. Um, how have the other work you've done influenced who you are as an artist yeah, today? Because yeah. in, in a way, I feel like when I first met you, which must have been... 10 years ago now that I feel like you're an artist who's known who you are to a certain extent from the day I first met you I was like Mm. this is an artist who can't be anyone else you're such an artist Mm. Um, yet you've been very generous with your art and your talents to other people for a long time 
um, you always come back to who you are, but I feel like you add life's experiences and things. Yeah, it's always yeah. make, what you talk about is very, very rich. And even with your, your single that's out now, there's lots of personal elements of what you've been in, in through in recent years, mm. but I'm sure you can't help but put in all the stories and the things and the experiences. That's a real rich ground for songwriting in terms of the people you work with. So two questions there. How has that influenced who you are as an artist, yeah. the workshops? But also, um, why now? Is this, um, is this the start of launching you as an artist in a more visible way? Yeah, so the first question, totally like, in terms of how does my workshops affect me as an artist, yeah. I think it makes me more fearless because I see people who who just go for it and who mm. aren't necessarily, they don't have, uh, you know, um, the training or the experience that I do, but they're mm. just going for it. Mm. They're just putting themselves out mm. there. And I'm, I'm really inspired by that. I'm inspired by adults who do that. I'm inspired by kids who do that. Mm. Um, and also I love working on just new stuff all the time and not being precious when I'm working in my workshops because we just have to create stuff and then it's like, okay, next week we're going to form it, you know? Mm. And I love that. So I think, um, and, and also their stories, a lot of, I think young people especially teach me so much about what they're going through and how the pressures that they have now now kind of on them in today's culture and society. Um, and it really in- inspires me to want to say something. Mm. So, so yeah, so definitely just working with um, the people that I do really inspires me. Um, and even, like, if they come with, like, a new tune or something that I'm not really into or I haven't heard, and then that inspires me musically mm. as well because I wouldn't usually listen to that, you know? So even just from that perspective, is massive. And then in terms of why now, um, I think just because it hasn't been ready before and it's as simple as that it's yeah. like it's, it's not even like I've been trying to um hide or trying to uh it just hasn't been ready and so I you've think, not consciously stepped back no no it's just literally been like I think life I think life is hard mm. and I think uh, um you, you kind of sometimes just find yourself wrapped up in life anyway because there's so much to do that putting out a song is not the, the mm. on your to, top of your to-do list. Mm. Surviving is top of your to-do list. Yeah. And I think that's massive. And that's been a big thing for me has, has been kind of actually music has always been something that is an overflow and comes out of a... Um, it, because it kind of it pours out of me. And, and and all through this time, music has pulled out of me, but it hasn't felt ready to mm. release yet, just because it hasn't it just hasn't been the time, and I haven't had the um, maybe the the it hasn't been the time to yeah. do it. Yeah. Whereas now, it just feels like it's ready. Mm. And like I think something I've been really big on is I I could have released a lot of stuff that I wouldn't be that happy with, mm. loads, and I've like binned loads of songs, <laughs> loads. Mm. Like I've done loads of recording, and I just haven't. They will never come to light. Mm. <laughs> I hope. Mm. Um, and I've been doing that for years I've been working on lots of stuff and recording it and it just hasn't been right and I would really rather take the time to release stuff that is excellent that I don't have to give you a disclaimer I don't have to be like by the way I haven't listened to this but there's this bit that I don't really like but I did it anyway I I, I just didn't want to do that Um, I just thought there's there's actually as an independent artist there's no pressure on me to do that as as an artist also who has a portfolio career who makes money from other areas I don't have to do that for money mm. I don't have to do it for anyone so you won't answer I'm not answerable to anyone so yeah. I I can take three years mm. to to put out my next music that you it's know? so great because um, a lot the 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 loudest voices in terms of people who are advising artists and the sort of the main messaging is 
you know, keep getting music out, keep putting it out, build. And there's a particular track that's for yeah, if you want, if you if you've got a particular goal in mind, that's important to keep building momentum and keep putting out music. And you know, this might not be your best thing, but you keep working on stuff and you know, and all all, all the things because it's a particular place that that type of artist is yeah. trying to get to. But actually, it's so important, especially as independent artists, we talk about it a lot that. That one, there isn't one destination, no. and there isn't one. Your career doesn't have to look one particular way. You don't have to be aiming for the top ten or, yeah. you know, this big flashy career that looks like a sort of cookie cutter. Yeah, actually, you could have like a portfolio career where you're where you're doing music and you're taking time to make the music that you want to make. Where you're also doing all these other things that are so fulfilling um, and beneficial to society and other people like immediately in front totally. of you and I think it's important that that messaging is out there as well as <clears throat> as also as an option yeah. because and to find what to be success healthy. means to you and yeah. yeah and obviously and everyone's heart pulls them in different ways but as artists you're supposed to you're supposed to want one thing yeah, one yeah, way yeah, of yeah. doing but actually listen to what what really satisfies you and what really brings you fulfillment out of your art and your career and 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 see what your career will then look like i think it's totally that i think that, it's totally know. that and i think i've often felt pressure from people mm. well-meaning people who want to be like but what's going on or da-da-da. but i'm kind of like i don't know i just feel like it, as long as you are fulfilled and you are healthy mm. and you mm. are especially like mentally like you're also healthy and you're kind of doing things that fulfill you and feed you and you I will never stop releasing music mm. I will never stop making music mm. not all those songs are, are, are going to be for everyone mm. do you know what I mean they yeah. might just be for me or yeah. and I think that's massive and I think I've, I've now reached a point where I'm really excited about releasing mm. like I'm, I'm really excited about it. but before I wasn't that excited about it I was kind of like and also for me a big thing was taking time out to feel a bit more confident um in a, a solo sound, it took me a long time, a long time to feel confident in playing the guitar in front of people and singing songs that just I had written without anyone, any other collaborators. That was massive for me, um, and that required time. And 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 I think time is something that, yeah, it might mean that you you lose momentum and things mm. like that. I do think it comes at a cost, but I also think if you're pushing stuff out all the time, that also comes at a cost yeah. because the stuff might not be that good, or you just might not have caught up with yourself. So then suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're kind of, you're overwhelmed. So for me, this feels like not a moment too soon, not a moment too late. I don't know. This feels right. And you, have yeah. be, you have to be satisfied um, and just intentional. You just, I feel like you're, just, you're doing things in an intentional way and, yeah. an authentic, and, an, and an authentic way to you. So I think we do need to wrap up. I just wanted to ask one yes. more thing. And I want to ask one more thing. Okay. So we'll <laughs> two more things. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about the fact that I know through your portfolio work and the workshop um, work, you've discovered some areas of funding that are available yeah. to artists that many artists are really not aware of. And if you're in that workshop space, there's you kind of know that. But there is actually funding for yeah. artists, isn't there? I just mm. wondered if you would talk to us a bit about that because yeah. I know... For most independent artists, their biggest problem is is money, money and, and yeah. funding. But it is actually out there. But it yeah. is quite hard to, to find these things, isn't it? Unless yeah. you're in that in that kind of world. Space. Yeah, funding is is really great. I've received some really amazing funding, um, and it's definitely helped me. And I think some of the main places are places like um, PRS. Mm. 
PRSF and they do their Women Make Music fund that's specifically for women um, and that's a really amazing fund to get involved with. I think B, you've had oh, that as well, bit, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Them, yeah, and they're, they're really amazing. They've and they the have quite a fund, which is for everyone. Yes, yeah, yeah. they've got open fund. They've also got like momentum funding, mm-hmm. which is for people maybe who are a bit more established mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and they've got, if you just literally go on the website, also PRS have a really good helpline. Oh. So, like, I, I just, I'm a bit rubbish with like, like I don't know, just working things out online sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> So if you just call them, you can also, they can talk you through things. Mm. Um, so that's what I, I've done in the past is just call them and like be like, hi, Bob, sorry, it's me again. How do I do this? Do you know mm. what I mean? And it's, so that's quite good. Um, also, um, um, Arts Council, which is a hard, I think it's a hard, uh, it's hard application. application. Just, um, just but they've just changed it. They've just changed it. And I think it's Developing called... Developing your... Developing your craft. Yeah, or step some, change or step, step change. change. I know somebody who's got that funding. Yeah. And actually... They just we were like, oh, I might as well just fill this fill this out, and it wasn't actually yeah. that deep to fill no. it out. You the can do the it system day. is a bit long, yeah. But the actual form, and then they just got it. They were like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And right. I think I think that's actually yeah. been as a direct response yeah. to artists feeling that they can't access mm. their usual funding, which I think now is called yes. used to be called art grants for the arts. I think it's now called project funding, and project funding is quite a lengthy mm. thing that you might you know you might do it over a month. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, and if you're into that, I was kind of into that. At that, at that time in my life, I was quite into that. <laughs> applications of that, I don't know why. But I was quite into it. <laughs> to form because I mean a lot of people you see people and they are moving forward in their career and you don't realise that actually they're being funded and they are, they yeah, make a habit yeah. of okay I need to apply for the next phase. And there is of kind of a doing. skill isn't there but once yeah. you do yeah. one you can Yeah and also you're more likely to um, get you, the more, you the more that you do it yeah. you're more likely to be like you, people can see that you're fundable. Sometimes yes. I thought if you get one lump of money people are going to be like why well, want another one do you know what I mean? But it's actually sometimes that can work in your favour mm. because it's been shown that you've done something well and that you've used that money well mm. so it's kind of like betting on a good horse sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, but yeah but definitely I think project funding and the, the new one um, I think it's called Step, uh, step Change step or something. Step Change it is if you're making a step change in your career yeah. um, and developing your um, creative practice yeah. those are kind of the new it's either one or two it's but that's, yeah, yeah and it's ones. all about like making a difference so say if you're yeah. um, say for me if, if it was like oh I, I'm, I'm usually like an acoustic artist and now I want to work with like mm. um, a sound artist yes. who's like doing lots of incredible electronic music mm. and I want to work with them and that's a change that's yeah. a step, step change, change. I've so, got a, he's a producer but he's kind of been in the background but he wants to become like more of a in the foreground artist be seen and he's yeah. had this plan for how he's going to kind of step out into the real world and do that and he got funded and yeah like that, so, so that's that's really good and then there's also um is it help musicians uk i mm. think it is which like i know loads of people who've got you know not massive amounts of money but little lump yeah. sums of money yeah. um for different things that i think is really worth doing because sometimes you just need like you need a little sometimes that's it you need a little sometimes and you know and that's encouragement difference. as well just like yes. Okay. yes and you just and it's nice when you someone believes in you to give you some money and and that's really special for me i think mm. it makes you up your game a bit um but also i think it's just really good because you can um you might just need 400 pounds to do a video which actually in a big scale of things isn't massive amounts of money but if you're doing xyz you haven't got that extra 400 Mm. and so you need like a little something or whatever and so even little bits of money can then help because from that video you might get a really amazing gig opportunity or you might just get more visibility where Mm. you get a bit more buzz and that really helps um so yeah so that's really good um 
I'm trying to think of any other song. Sound stuff. and music. I always forget the name. I think it's sound and music. Um, yeah, I applied to them. I got down to the last stage, but I didn't get it. <laughs> when you don't get funding, man, it's a little knife to your heart. But she went, you know, with the phone, when you don't, when you don't, because you know that there's hundreds or thousands of people applying. So the, if you don't get past the first step, you're kind of like, okay, fine, there was loads of people applying. But if you get past the first stage and then you get to the second stage, you're like, I somehow, got it, I got somehow it. I spent that money in my brain. Like, so it's very <laughs> depressing when you're like, oh, okay, I know, yeah, it wasn't guaranteed that I was going to get that. And I didn't get it, okay. Yeah, 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 and that is hard yeah. and it builds resilience in you, I yeah, think, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think yeah. it's good to try, and especially if there's things that don't take forever, mm. that's why it's maybe good to go for a few a few applications oh, that yeah. don't take the yeah. world from yeah. you because yeah. then if you get you know you can dust yourself off again and like yeah. start start again. But um, but also residencies, I think, are worth looking into. Artists, visual artists, do that more than musical artists. But I've benefited from going on residencies, which is basically where you artist residencies where you go away for like mm. a week. And um, you develop something or your craft, or it's different for every every kind of place, different place that you go. But I find residencies really helpful because it can be, for instance, that you want to write an EP, and you need to just take time out of your full time job or whatever you've got. I don't know. Well, you're um, saying to apply for funding so you can go on a residency. And to, to apply for residencies because they sometimes oh. that they will. So I went on a residency that um, paid like paid for me to be there. So they they won't. They you don't it does you don't pay any money for it. Oh, so was is was it like I went one one like a move on yeah, up thing exactly stuff about that. like that yeah yes and there's also other ones where you can go like snake maltings oh, do an amazing oh, residency yes, where yes. um where they they you, you they pay for your accommodation I think mm. they might even give you something towards it they give you a little money a little bit of money and then basically whatever the focus Outcome, is yeah is if, if it's maybe right making music or it's developing you exactly. as an artist um it's really good. Like the the one that I won on the move on up was good because I wasn't I wasn't really doing music there and I was in a bit of a emotional hole. But it, you know, just being encouraged um, then helps you to go and make music or you make a lot of great connections. Yeah. Um, or and you can yeah, develop. You yeah, can research and develop yourself. what you yeah. do. You don't have to. I think no it's pressure. a massive to have the yeah. space to do re- R and D research and outside development. of your life. Yeah. yeah, and and so without and actually a lot of residencies enable you to do that. They mm. give you the space to say go there for two weeks and just see what you come up mm. with. Um, but they can be quite hard to find. But Snake Mortings just had one. I have a friend who just got that, and she and she's going there, and it's going to really help develop mm. a particular project that she's really mm. passionate about that she wouldn't be able to do unless she had yeah. that space yeah so yeah that's so good okay so we're gonna let you go but our, my final question is if an artist wanted to start building a portfolio career that looks like teaching um in the variety of different ways that you could they could but they hadn't they hadn't started yet what would be their what would you suggest their first steps would be like they don't necessarily have connections but they make great music they are have got quite a good experience or they're they're educated how would they start I think one of the main things is using what skills you have and being really sure about your um, your skill set. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, if you are a vocalist and you've worked, you've you've sung in choirs before, start a local choir. Like that, that is like a way to kind of put your foot into something and instantly get fulfillment and also really, really amazing knowledge kind of on the ground. Because actually, that's you know, that's that's the stuff that it can be quite scary. Um, but there's loads of choirs um, or, or join a local choir, find out if they want um, someone to help them sometimes mm-hmm. or cover. People, choirs always need cover because, you know, some, you know, the choir leaders go on a holiday or this or that. So if that if that's your skill set, like 
just go for it. Or again, if you're a guitarist or something and your skills and that's your skill set, think about um, looking at especially local venues mm-hmm. because they often have workshops rather than kind of tutoring so rather than it being something like going getting tutors who you know you you work with one-on-one um for an hour it being like actually go to the albany check out what they've got going on go to the south bank center check out what they've got going on go to different places um go to the roundhouse see what they've got going on and attend some of the stuff Mm. that's i think that's a really big thing to attend some of the stuff and see would would I be suited for this sort of thing? Like, could I do this sort of thing? Like, and see what exactly it is that you're trying to get into. Because I think that's a big thing. Because I think sometimes people have misconceptions about what workshops are or, 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 or what you do. So attend some stuff, find out some local initiatives that are going on, try and get plugged into your local community and see what's going on, because that's a massive thing. And then another thing for me that I had, which was massive, was I received a bursary from Spitalfields Music. And they, I think it's open right now, um, so you can apply for it. So I just Google Spitalfields Music, and it was a trainee um, course that I did for a year, mm-hmm. and it was it was intense, and I was working about five jobs at the same time as doing it, but it was so, so beneficial. And basically what they gave me was a, was a toolkit, and they enabled me to understand, like, how do I get a group of 100 people to to take part in one activity you know and what kind of skills what kind of games do I need to Mm. to get everyone in the room engaged Uh, how do I um kind of manage behavior in a way that isn't just saying be quiet Mm -hmm. you know like yeah um yeah and how do I (laughs) you know what I know it doesn't but it's really like it's really great stuff and how do I do an icebreaker that Mm. actually then from that icebreaker we create an original song Mm. um, without people necessarily knowing it so people are already engaging in creativity without you saying now put your creative hats on do you know what I mean but you hit the ground running how do you work with kids and then also work with semi kind of professional musicians and how do you work with old people or how do you work with you know so they they gave me a massive um chance to do that and also a chance to lead my own workshops badly so that I could then <laughs> learn because that's the main thing is, is is you learn and I've been doing it now for about five years I've been doing yeah workshops full-time with my music and it's just been an incredible learning curve and it's only kind of in the last year or so that I've been like wow like I can see what what how much how far I've come. So, so yes, Spitfall so Music cool. is a great place. Mm. Check it out. Thank you. Before we go, just tell us how people can follow you. And obviously, Berry's out now. How people can find that as well. Yeah, so you can find on all the usual um, platforms. Um, so go to Spotify. Follow me on Spotify. That'd be amazing. Abby Morrow is my name, and that's kind of I'm the only one, which is kind of nice. But also, yeah. also difficult for hiding things. Yeah. <laughs> Because things just pop up. Um, but Abby Morrow, as I've got my new video on YouTube, just put in Abby Morrow buried. Um, and that's it. They're just, um, yeah, it's available everywhere. And I'm going to be releasing more, more music um, this year as well. So there's lots coming, which Yay. is exciting. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. So great. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks, guys. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, 
find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.